0: WNTN Radio Boston. Welcome back to Italia Echo. This is your host, Viviana Dragani. And today, my guest is Daniel Spencer, author, protector of freedom, a privacy rights advocate, and US federal government whistleblower. She's a senior leader with over 20 years of experience focused on business, finance, and acquisition management. Daniel is a change agent, transforming and improving business operations and processes. She has two master's degrees in business administration and information systems and a bachelor of science degree in medical and research technology. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you.
1: I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you. So today we are going to discuss your latest book, Digital Assassins. So first and foremost, I would like to discuss data theft that happens today daily, daily costing Americans millions of dollars each year, more than any other country. So what is your opinion?
1: Well, with um, the rise of computer, uh, the advancement of technology, uh, one of our most valuable assets is data. And because we use um, uh, technology for mostly everything, um, protecting our data is very key and with he's being a whistleblower and going through the experiences that I've had, I've seen how someone stealing your information um, that you've given and having an insider take that information and use it for purposes they're not supposed to, how that has caused um, harm in our uh, economy. Um, if you've seen the, uh, some of the advertisements talking about um, protecting people's identity, because someone will steal your identity and open up a credit card and your name or other things like that. So that's why you know, data theft is very important. And people need to understand um, what it is and how it occurs and how to protect themselves.
0: Absolutely. And government weaponizations happens frequently without the general public knowing why they silence those of us trying to bring attention to the topic. What do you think?
1: I think it happens more, especially to people who are not um, well known, more than what people understand and think. Um, Like I said, I'm a government whistleblower, and I have seen um, how government resources can be, and I've experienced how it can be used against um, individuals and uh, private citizens. Uh, A couple of the, or one of the experiences that I had that I cover in my book is how the tax, the agency that is responsible for collecting taxes uh, for the United States, how it would use my information going through my tax records um, and doing things that, in my opinion, very unethical, um, trying to retaliate against me because I'm a whistleblower. So those are the type of things that can happen um, at the federal level, at the state level, I've seen um, individuals who are associated with me, uh, Like one of the incidents that I also covered, they got a a ticket for failing to stop, um, that they said failing to stop for a school bus. And at the same time that this, that they were supposedly failing for a school, um, to stop for a school bus, they were at a doctor's appointment. So we knew the ticket had been fabricated, but when we tried to um, research or um, to get them to investigate the matter, they just closed it out. And so those are the type of things that um, I cover in my book and I want to bring to people's awareness that federal and state government, that government period, they have a lot of power, they have a lot of resources, and that if you're not aware of it, they can be used against you by people who are upset with you for whatever reason. But we need to be aware and and really advocate to have laws change and policies put in place that where the average citizen can be protected.
0: Thank you. So now let's discuss cyber terrorism, a phenomenon that is massively impacting US citizens.
1: Yes. I will say the technical term cyber terrorism has to do with people using technology or cyber technology to uh basically to cause terror in people. So one of the events that happened that most um, Americans are aware of is 9-11, where they didn't use necessarily technology to cause terror into um, US citizens, but they used two airplanes. And um, it was at a global scale and most people are aware of it. Well, those same type of techniques can be used um, against, American citizens using cyber, so things like um, illegal surveillance, where we have our, most people have their devices with them all the time, being able to surveil where you are and who you're talking to, Um, being able to monitor your bank accounts, being able to monitor your credit reports, um, and not just yours, but your family. Um, Being able to use what I would characterize as like man-in-the-middle attacks, where They'll uh, request a copy of your credit report, intercept that um, uh, transmission, and then uh, translate uh, false information to another body. Um, Doing things like that where it causes people to be very afraid, um, very concerned, and especially uh, with people, with if you have parents, especially if they're older, or with your children or other coworkers or family, it can cause them to be very fearful of what can happen to them or what's hap- or what may happen next, so, causing them to somewhat kind of isolate you where people may not want to be associated with you because they don't know what may or may not happen. So it's the same, I want to say, type of techniques that are used in like the mafia or mob or gangs but instead of using their type of tactics where it's more of trying to like kill somebody, it's more of we're gonna use technology to come after you to cause fear. And the goal to me is mostly to try to silence someone. You're speaking out about something that we don't want you to speak about. So we're gonna try to use cyber terrorism to make you uh, be quiet on this subject.
0: Very interesting. Thank you. So whistleblowers are silenced by those in the government who are supposed to protect us. Could you please elaborate on this?
1: Yes. Like I said, I am a whistleblower. So one of the things or the things that I saw that I um, that I reported were things that they're called federal acquisition regulations, um, those type of violations or reporting that I believe was not accurate, that was being told to Congress or other oversight bodies. What is supposed to happen, um, the way the process is set up, someone makes an allegation, there should be an investigation, and then depending on the outcome of the investigation, um, they'll determine what should happen next. In my case, that isn't what happened. I made the uh, complaint and said, these are the allegations, provided documentation as to why that uh, that supported my allegations. And instead of um, there being an investigation and me being protected because I was um, speaking on behalf of the government and having a concern that taxpayer resources were being appropriately used, I was retaliated against um, to the point where If I looked for another job, my job opportunities were closed, and even now, uh, doing things such as uh, misusing the security adjudication process, looking for um, information about me that they could use, um, going after people that I've listed as resources uh, or references on my um, adjudication, doing things to them, um, asking them, uh, like, some of the questions that People were asked were things like they were looking for illegitimate children. Did I have illegitimate children?" or um, was there anybody in my family that was bribable or who was having financial problems? So instead of protecting my privacy, protecting my right to um, petition the federal government when I had issues, they used the government resources, at least in my opinion, government resources were used to try to make me to be silent on the matter. And over the years that retaliation has um, escalated to now, uh, they're doing things, at least in my opinion, where they're fabricating events. Um, We can't find anything on her. So what we're going to do, we're just going to fabricate events either on her or her family. And it's all with the the goal of silencing me in the end. It's like, stop talking about what we're doing or what's happening. We just want you to be quiet about it.
0: Daniel, the constitutional right to privacy is being violated by those who have taken an oath to protect it. Why is that?
1: In my opinion, it's mostly the same goal, to make people be quiet, um, to not tell what they have seen or what the truth is in the matter. like I stated before, um, with the, because I'm a federal government worker, one of the things that we have to do, we have to go through a security adjudication process. And what I think most people, if you've never worked for the federal government, or even been like a contractor for the federal government, they don't understand how um, invasive that process is. You have to give a lot of information about yourself um, from where you've lived probably for the last 20 years to your height, your weight, your social security number, your date of birth, where you've gone on vacation. And not just about you, you have to give very detailed information about your family, if you have in-laws, um, if you have step-relatives um, step like a step-brother or step-sister, uh, um, your children, relatives, uh, neighbors, coworkers, your super you have to give a lot of information about them and what is supposed to happen, that data that you give, it's supposed to only be used for a specific purpose. But in my um, case, this agency that I had a complaint against, they petitioned the security adjudication um, office or agency to get my information. And they had no just uh, or business reason to have it. And they also went to another, like, third um a third party uh, nonprofit organization to verify information on my education. All of this is a violation of privacy because I never gave them that permission to do that. And the, at least in my opinion, my interpretation of their um, response when I brought it up, okay, no, you're violating my privacy here. Why are you doing this? It's well, until we've done something to cause you harm, there's really nothing you can do about it. Where the federal government, we can do basically kind of what we want, and that's like very for me very concerning. Especially if you look there are cases where the federal government has um, had lawsuits against other companies for doing that to other people. Like you can't collect data that you're not supposed to. I think recently there was a case where Facebook, who's now made up Meta where they got in trouble for collecting data without people's permission. So if private companies or even private citizens can't do that to other people, we're supposed to be a country of laws and the rule of law applies to everyone, even the federal government, they should not be allowed to do the same thing to other people. Um, They should have to abide by that too. And so that's another thing that my book that I'm trying to uh, get people to understand that in some cases, especially with people who are not well-known and not famous, your constitutional rights can be violated, and unless you have a lot of money or can garner a lot of um, media attention, it can get, they can get away with it, and no one can be held accountable for it.
0: Thank you for your explanation. Uh, so you mentioned retaliation, a common tactic used against a whistleblower, their family and associates to invoke fear. And this may include your employer, right? Yes.
1: Yes, it can. So um, as I stated earlier, like when you go through the security adjudication process, you have to give a list of references. And one of them Um, or some of them that you would give is who was your last supervisor. Um, Someone who should not be looking at that information can find out who your current supervisor is, um, who you've worked for in the past, and uh, use the same type of tactics that they're using against me. Um, A, either to get them to say something negative about you so that you lose your adjudication and um, therefore lose your job. Or to make them fearful and scared so that they will no longer be a reference for you. So it's one of those, uh, again, it's all the, one of the goals is to to make you fearful, to stop um, uh, talking about what you experienced or what you've seen. And the other part is to cause some type of um, financial hardship. So if I can cause you financial hardship, you won't have the means by which to either file lawsuits or, like I did, you know, not after filing lawsuits, I wrote a book, you know, things like that. It's all geared to trying to silence the person so that they could stop um, saying what has happened. And your coworkers, your um, references, your neighbors, and your supervisors they're all part of that um, community that they can uh, retaliate against because they know because of um, the information that you've provided as part of your um, security process.
0: Thank you, Daniel. So cyber attacks can be used to ruin our lives and destroy everything for which we have worked. Tell us more.
1: I was, Two of the incidents that I covered in the book, um, deal with almost the financial sector. So one of the individuals that um, was listed in my uh, security adjudication is a couple. One of the things that happened to them, um, they had applied for a home equity line of credit, gone through the approval process and everything, um, and got pre-approved. The only thing that they were waiting for to happen next was for them to have a title search to come back and say that the title of their home was clean. Somehow that title search came back with these false liens, over $140,000 worth of false liens. Um, I had to work with them where eventually we had to actually, I worked with them and I helped them with the process, had to sue the company to force them to, to, to correct the report. And that was kind of one of the retaliation techniques that was used against one of the my references. Um, another technique that was used was um, someone, they had a um, timeshare uh, that, was, that they believed that they had deeded back over 30 years ago. All of a sudden this debt comes up again. And for those of us who understand data management and things like that, That doesn't happen. Usually um, when uh, an account is like 10 years or more older, they're archived, they put away because business is very concerned about um, uh, data breaches. So they don't keep information that's that old um, available to other people. But they get a bill for these fees that they said have been accruing for over 30 years. And again, I'm working with uh, this other, you know, these other with these people to um, fight that. But those were certain things that have, they happen um, that happened to them. I've had people where their retirement accounts they're unable to access. All of a sudden, they're having these um, computer issues and computer problems. Um, other people having tax issues that are coming out of the blue. But these are the type of things um, using computer systems that have happened to people uh, who are I've listed as references or within um, my uh, security paperwork that are now or since I've um, be, uh, since I became a whistleblower that they're, uh, that I believe are being used against them now.
0: And finally, what is the main message you would like the listening audience to know about your book, Digital Assassins?
1: What I would like people to know is that even though these are things that happened to me as a whistleblower, these are tactics and techniques that can be used against anyone. Um, So what I would like to do or what I wanted to do with the book is to educate people on these different tactics and techniques that can be used. And get them to have the knowledge. And hopefully I can get a group of us together where we can really advocate with both local, um, like county level, state level, and even federal level, where we can put some laws in place, where we we can protect um, our right to privacy, where um, technology cannot be used like it is now. Because right now the laws do not protect us. And especially with things such as AI coming on where people can impersonate you or use that technology to impersonate you, it's very important that we really get some regulations and some laws in place to protect us before you know things, people who don't have your best interest at heart can use these things against you. And we've waited too late to kind of address the problem until too many of us um, have had a extremely uh, bad or adverse um, experience.
0: Danielle Spencer, thank you so much for joining us today at WNTN Radio Boston.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: And if you like this interview, you found it interesting, just support our show clicking on the subscribe button and hit the bell as well to hear more from us. Thank you. Grazie.